Okay, Tov, and welcome to our continuing series in uh, the study of Daf Yomi. We're in Masechet to Moed Katan at the very, very end of Daf Chav Gimel Amud Aleph. Uh, and uh, the Mishnah that we are still discussing made the uh, general statement, Shabbat that Shabbat uh, counts as one of the days of Avilut and it does not interrupt Avilut. Now we're going to discuss the question about Avilut on Shabbat itself. And here, the Gemara raises an issue which is the subject of much dispute among the Rishonim how to understand it, and that is whether there's Avilut Shabbat. The Ramban understood that what this means is Avilut Shabbat would mean full regular Avilut, including uh, public uh, d- displays. Uh, however, most of the Rishonim understood that the question of Avilut Shabbat means privately does a person maintain the uh, behavior of an Avel um, on Shabbat. In any case, uh, B'nei Yehuda or B'nei Galila. So between Yehuda and Galil, Hani Amri, Yesh Avilu Peshabbat, Hani Amri in Avilu Peshabbat. There's a dispute between the two regions in Israel whether there's Avilu Peshabbat. Let's see what the argument was. Why did they say there is Avilu Tani Ola? Because they said Shabbat counts towards Avilu. must be that you uh, are in Avel. Mandamar in Avilu Peshabbat, the opposite position. Learned it also from our Mishnah, the Tani, and I'm second because it said Shabbat does not interrupt. Because if you would think there really is Avelut Shabbat, so if Avelut is in practice, then why do you have to tell me that it doesn't interrupt? Hey, obviously, if it's in practice, it's not going to interrupt. So then, how would those who say there is no Avelut Shabbat answer the fact that it says Shabbat counts? The answer is, I did the Kabbalah, the Mitna Sefai Namolim, because relative to the Regalim that it says do not count, Tanaresha Ola, what we call parallel construction, says Shabbat Ola. According to the opposite position, it says Avilut does count, does uh, practice Avilut Shabbat. Haktani Namaf Seket, it says that it doesn't interrupt, which implies, but it does not, it is not practiced. And again, parallel construction, because it says the Regalim do interrupt, Shabbat doesn't interrupt. Good. There is a suggestion made that this dispute about Avilup Shabbat goes back to a dispute among the Tanaim. It goes as follows. One whose dead relative is in front of them, meaning they have to bury them. But they literally are in front of them to be buried. You're not allowed to eat in his presence, you have to go to another room. If you have no other room, you go to another house and have someone else watch the body. If you have nowhere else to eat, build some sort of a barrier between you and the mate of ten tefachim high. If you have no materials to make a mechitza, so you turn away from the body and eat. He does not eat in a luxurious manner. He avoids meat and wine. Doesn't say any brachot. Doesn't bench. They can't include him in brachat mazon. They can't include him He's exempt from shema and tefillah and tefillin and all mitzvot in the Torah. That's during the week, and this is a class of someone who is called an onen, someone who has had one of the relatives die, and has not yet buried them. They are totally focused on the burial and are exempt from all the mitzvot. 
ובשבת, but what does he do on Shabbat? Mesev ve'ochel ve'ochel v'asar v'shotei yayin. So he eats regularly and eats meat and drinks wine. Ufarech, mezamen, v'marachim, mezamnin alav. He eats his brachot, he's included in brachot. V'chayav v'kriyat shvam v'tfilah v'tfilin v'kom v'tzvot amar patzorah. He's obligated in all the mitzvot. And notice, all the examples given here are mitzvot that are of a public nature, involved with the brachot and tfilah, etc. Tfilin is a little bit of a, what we call a shigris lashon. It's mentioned because Tfilan Kriyachma mentioned. There is no Tfilan Shabbat, of course. Ban Gamliel Mary says a little bit differently. Since he's obligated on Shabbat to say Shema, he's obligated in all the mitzvot. The Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan famously commented on this, com- on this comment of Rabbi Gamliel. The machloka between Rabbi Gamliel and the Tanakama is Tashmishamita, meaning private things. According to for the Tanakam, as I mentioned, he listed all sorts of things that are of public nature that a person is chayv to do on Shabbat. Privately, he maintains his avilut. Rabbi Gamliel says, since he's chayav in those, he's chayav in all, which means he is obligated in Tashmish Amita. So now, uh, our assumption is that this machloket about private behavior on Shabbat when you're in a, when you're an onain, and the dispute about whether it continues or not, Tanakama says it doesn't, Gamliel says it doesn't, is the same machloket about Avilu for Shabbat. We thought so. My love, Bahakami Palgi, isn't this not the machloket? The Marsav Yesh Avilu for Shabbat, the Marsav Yesh Avilu for Shabbat. Right? The Tanakama holds Yesh Avilu for Shabbat. It's only public things that you continue to do. And Rabbi Gamliel holds Ain Avilu for Shabbat. Mimai, who says that's the machloket? Maybe the Tanakama, therefore, bad Tashishamita. Because you haven't yet buried the dead. But in our case, where he's already been buried, and you're in the middle of Avilut, no, perhaps he wouldn't say that. And perhaps when Gamliel only says that Tashmish Amitaz is permitted, because you're not formally in Avel until the burial. But now, in our case, when you are in Avel, perhaps you are not allowed to have Tashmish Amitaz. Good. So, Ba'amine Rabbi Yochanan Mishmuel. Rabbi Yochanan sent a message to Shmuel asking him, Yesh avilut b'shabbat or ain avilut b'shabbat? What's the ruling? Marle ain avilut b'shabbat. That was Shmuel's rule. So now, Yatra Rabbanu Kamehdara Papa, v'kamim mishmei Shmuel. They quoted Shmuel as saying something, the following. Avel sheshimesh mitato b'me avlo chayav mitah. This is a bit hyperbolic, but he says an Avel who has relations with his wife during the week of avilut, is chayav mitah. So Amalur Papa, Papa corrected this. Asuri Tmar. What was said was not Chayav Mitah, but just Asuri. You're not allowed to. Mishmed Rabbi Yochanan Tmar. By the way, it was not said in Rabbi in Shmuel's name, but rather rather Rabbi Yochanan's name. Mishmiel If you heard something in Shmuel's name about somebody an Avel doing something inappropriate, being Chayav Mitah, Hachishmiel It should have been this statement. An Avel. Who did not let his hair grow and did not tear his clothes, Chayav Mitah. How do we know that? Shinemar, Moshe says to Aharon, Roshechem al Tifrao, Vigdechem lo Tifromu velo Tamutu. Now, simple shot in the Pasuk, Moshe is saying, don't let your hair grow and don't cut your clothes so that you will not die for violating the Kodesh. But the way he reads it is, Ha'acher shalop parav Chayav Mitah. That the way we read Moshe is to say, don't let your hair grow long and don't uh, cut your clothes and don't worry, you won't, chay, you won't be chayab mitah because another avel would be chayab mitah for that. Good. Amar Afram Bar Papa Atana Ba Avel Rabati. We have a statement in Masachet Avel Rabati, the, one of the Masachet Tanot. Avel Asur Lashamesh Mitatob Me'evlo. He's not allowed to have, have relations during that week. 
Masseb Echad Shemesh Vitatov Me'evlo V'shamtu Chazirim Et Kriyato. There's a story about a guy who violated that. In the end, pigs rooted through his dead body because he had a very bad end. Now we have a comparison of those things which are obligatory on Shabbat of Avilut to suspend, that is, as opposed to things that are voluntary. Amashmuel, Pachaz Chovah, Neter Rashut. What does that stand for? Pachaz is Priyatarosh, meaning you have to uncover the covering over your head. You wear as an Avel. Chazarat Kerala that's the Chet. You have to take the torn garment and turn it backwards so nobody can see the rip or change of clothes. Zikifat the Zion is picking the bed back up. Not kfiat amitah, but zikifat amitah. Those are obligatory. Ni'ilat asandal, what's the nun? The nun is putting on shoes. Tashmish amitah, that's the taf, I mean relations. Rechitzat yadam v'raglam, and the resh is washing. Rechamin arvit, to wash in warm water before Shabbat. That is reshut. In other words, a person who's an avel does not need to engage in those things on Shabbat if he does not want to. Now, in the case of rechitzat, just before Shabbat, that's Shmuel. For Rav Amar, He says it's not three and three, it's two and four. That the only two things that are, you're obligated to do are to turn your kara around and to pick the beds up, because those are things that people see. But as far as Priyatarosh goes, you could keep your hair covered. Why does Rav say that? So what's Shmuel's reasoning? Why does he say that changing, you're putting on shoes is uh, voluntary? Because not everybody walks around in shoes. So you walk around not in shoes, it doesn't mean that you're an Avel. It just means you're not wearing shoes. Af Priyatarosh, the same thing should apply to head covering. Not everybody walks around with their head uncovered. And so if your hair is covered, it doesn't mean you're an Avel. It just means you're covering your hair. So the answer is Shmuel Tamedam or Shmuel Kokera Shainam Ashat Chimumeno Kera. Shmuel had two statements about Avilut. One of them we're going to double back to in a minute, which is that if you tear Kriya, not at the time of the intense pain of, uh, of awareness or hearing about the death, but rather at some other point, it's not a Kriya. And the part we care about is any covering which is not like covering of the Arabs, that doesn't count as Atifa, which means that the kind of Atifa that an Avel has during the week, we don't practice this anymore, the kind of Atifa that an Avel has during the week is the kind that is very severe and very obvious, and nobody else wears that ever. Therefore, if he would keep that on, everyone know, he would know he was an Avel. Machri of Nachman, Rav Nachman, the student of Shmuel, showed what uh, this means, Atifat Yishmaelim, Ad Gove Dedikna, all the way until the bones near the, near the, uh, near the beard. As you really cover your whole face, like a veil, and wrap it around. Um, so, good. By the way, the Atifat Arosh issue is only if you don't have shoes on. Let's say you put the shoes on, but you kept your head covered. The fact you have shoes on proves that you're not practicing full Avilut. So then it's okay to keep your head covered, even with this intense hair cover. Now, Shmuel said, He said that any Kriya that's done when not during the moment of intense pain is not a Kriya. One time they told Shmuel, of course it's only once, when Rav had died, they told Shmuel that Rav died. Karale Tresarmani tore 12 of his garments. The one who I really feared is gone. In parallel in Eretz Yisrael, they told Rabbi Hanina, elder of his, Karale Tresar Milta. he tore 13 garments. This man who I feared 
was uh, has gone. In other words, he tore them several times so that tearing doesn't have to be Bishat Chimum. The Kriya could be uh, just, you know, as a formal kind of recognition of the death. The answer is, it's not the case. Shani Rabbanan, it's the rabbis are different. Came on the Choshar to meet Kirishvatayu, because they're always mentioning their colleagues' names when they're mentioning things that they taught, things they heard from them. So, Kishat Chimum Dami. Every time you do that, it brings up the intense pain. And so every time he tore Kriya, it really was an intense pain. Now, Amar Rav Ravin Bar Adal Rav. Told Rav, Amar Tamid Charav Amram. Amram said the following, Tanya, Avel Kol Shiva Kor Olefanav. And Avel uh, has to keep his uh, his care right in front of him, the torn part in front of him. Balachlif Machlif, if he has to change clothes, he changes clothes. V'Korea, it has to tear that garment too. V'Shabbat Kor Olacharav. On Shabbat, the Kera is in back. He has to move it so he can't see it. Balachlif Machlif, and he wants to change clothes. He may. V'Eino Korea, he doesn't tear that new garment. Right? So that means that when you're putting on a new garment, you're tearing again, during the week, that is, and there's not Shat Chimum. That's talking specifically about parents, and he's tearing the Kriya a second time to show COVID for his parents. Nobody should walk in and see him mourning for his parents in untorn clothes. Um, now, per tangential question, is these second, the third, and fourth, all the later krahim that a person makes, are they able to be sewn up again? We saw yesterday that the that uh, the, the the tears that are done for uh, for parents can never be re-sewn. So what about these extra tears that are done? Uh, the answer is that we have a machloket. Pligiba avua de Rabushaya, Rabushaya's father, Ubar Kapara. Kharamar imitachin, Vachramar mitachin. Machloket, whether they can be resong. At this time, Davur Ravashaya, Damar imitachin. We assume it's Ravashaya's father who said imitachin. Why? Ravashaya imitachin. Ravashaya himself said, you can't sew them up. Miman Shriyalis, who did the father hear it from? Lav mi avua. I mean, didn't Ravashaya hear it from his father? So, in other words, it could be Bar Kapara said, it could be that Shaya's father said. Avel, and Avel is allowed to be carried around in a bed in his, around his house. Abaye found Rav Yosef on Shabbos wearing a garment over his head. Shabbat of Avilut, the Azov Atimaveti, walking around his house. Marla Lav Savar Lamari and Avilut for Shabbat, don't you hold that Avilut for Shabbat is not practiced? Marla Yachim of Yochan, Zoyim Shabbat Sina Noeg. Rabbi Yochan said that things that are in private continue, meaning the practices of Avilut that are private, meaning things you do in your own house, are continued. That, by the way, throws a whole monkey wrench into the original question of Avilut for Shabbat, because uh, it sounds now as if the question about Avilupa Shabbat or not is referring to public Avilupa. Because indeed we, we rule that ain't Avilupa Shabbat, and yet, Rabbi Shabbatzina, as far as private things are, no way. So, now, the end of our Mishnah had a dispute between Rabbi Lazar on one hand, Rabbi Gamliel on the other, and Chacham in the middle, about which days count. So he said the Halach is like Rabbi Gamliel, which is. That Rosh Hashanah, Enyum Kippur, and Shavuot, and Sukkot, and Pesach are all mafs. That, by the way, is the halacha in practice. Or there are some who said that Rav Gidol Barmanashia said halacha is like, uh, he wasn't referring to this statement, but rather a different statement about Avilut, but you know, but, but authored by a whole different Tana. 
which is kol shloshim yon tinok yotzei vachek. If a baby lolenu dies within thirty days, he's just carried out uh, in the arms of the uh, parent. And ikbarbi shachat ushnei anashim. And you have the no crowd comes. You have one woman goes out, two men go out. They mourn for him. They bury him. No, they don't really mourn for him. Avalobi yishachat ushnei anashim. We don't allow one man and two women because of the problem of yichud. This is Avashol's approach, uh, that uh, at a time of uh, this kind of sadness, we're not afraid of, uh, not concerned with two women and one man about yichud. Good. In such a case, they don't have the shura, the two rows, when you come back from the funeral, from the grave. All of those formal recitations that are made when returning from the kever. Now that's up until 30 days. Ben Shloshim, once he's 30 days old, you'll say Beduskama. He's taken out in like a, a, a bag. Not a big one. One that's carried um, in, in your hands. But we do have the Shura. All those former recitations happen. And Shnemasar Chodesh, if he's already a year old, you'll say Mita. Then it's a regular burial and a beer. Kivomer. If he's a year old, but he's as big as a two-year-old. Or if he's two years old, even though he's built like a one-year-old, but not a regular one-year-old. He either has to be big or older than that to have a regular burial. Alright, so if he's taken out in the beer, then the public comes out and they mourn. Matzivim is like it's tarim, they are sad for him. But if not, then it's a very quick, quiet, uh, quiet funeral. If people knew who he was, then people come and they visit the uh, the the Avel, right? Uh, then uh, fine. But if it's a little kid who nobody even knew, he was newly born, and people are not paying attention to him, then people do not come and visit. What's the deal about Hespid? What age do you do a Hespid? A eulogy. So if the poor families, the minute the kid is three years old and passes away, they have uh, the wealthy ones when they're five. Because the poor ones really relied on kids more for for, for sustaining the household. You know, Rabbi Shmuel, you know, I had a, a different statement in the name of Rabbi Instead of three and five, it was five and six. And the children of Old people are like B'nai Anim, that they mourn for them even when they're younger. And here is the statement of Ramanashia. The ages are a little bit uh, elevated, five and six instead of three and five. Good. So he got into the front of the door of the Benesia and gave the following drasha. Let's say that a funeral takes place the day before Shavuot. So that day counts as seven, and Shavuot, which is one day, counts as seven. That's 14 days. So the day after Shavuot, you have, of course, you're out of Shiva. So you rule like Beit Hillel, that, that even one day before the Regal, that's it. That day counts as seven. Shavuot counts as seven. We'll see why in a minute. So you got another 16 days. So Rabbi heard this. And he was upset, not because it was wrong, but because this rabbi was taking credit for an earlier statement. Amar Atu Didehi, that's his statement. Rabbi Lazar, Amar Rabbi that's a statement of the early Amar Rabbi Lazar, in the name of Rabbi Shaya. 
He came to the tent of the Reish Galuta and he said, Same thing. But Rosh Hashanah heard this and he was upset. Amar, two days, take the credit for this. It was, again, the same authority. This idea is, Rosh Hashanah never said that direct thing, but he said the material with which, uh, based upon which these later on Moraim were, were arguing their case. What did he say? How do I know that at Sarah Yishla Tashlumin Koshiva, that Shavuot, you could bring the Korban Chagiga for seven days? How do I know? Shinemar in Pasuk number two on the page. Shalosh Ugalin Tachogli Bashana, you keep three, Shalosh Pamim Bashana, you are Achos Chorhapne Adonai, the Vacham Makom Shivchar. Three times you come up. What are they? Chagam Atzot, Chagam Shavuot, and Chagam Sukkot. Good. What do we do with that? Uh, so just like Matzot, you have seven days to bring the Korban, so Shavuot, you have seven days to bring the Korban. That, by the way, is the source for the Minig in many, many communities. Not to say Tachlun until the 12th of Siva on the end of seven days of Shavuot. Andre of Papa, of Avia Sava. He took him aside. So let's play it out now. If we accept Magamliel's ruling, which we do accept, Rosh Hashanah interrupts the, the uh, Avelut. And if somebody's buried a day before Rosh Hashanah, Vir Rosh Hashanah, you can Arbasa, you have 14. Because the one day plus the, the day of Rosh Hashanah counts as seven days, that's 14. So Ravina takes it one step further. If somebody's buried on Erev Sukkot, they have that day which counts as seven. Sukkot is seven days. And Shmini Atzer counts as seven days. Then, Harekan Esrim, Vechad Yom, you have 21 days, nine more days of Shiva. Ravina equal the Surah Prat. Ravina came to the city of Sura, not the famous Surah, but the Surah on the Prat. Mother of Chavivah and Misur, the Prat, the Ravina. So a local rabbi said to him, Marmar Yomachad Veroshana Veroshana Arikan Arbasar. Did you really say that? Marley, Anamistavar Kamagamliel, Udamina. What I was trying to say is that I rule a Kamagamliel that Rosh Hashanah indeed is Mafsi. Tov, uh, we have gotten now to the uh, to the next Mishnah, which we will pick up in the next podcast. And in Yerza Hashem, there will be three more podcasts, after which, at which point we will complete Masachet Moed Katan. Everybody should have a wonderful Shabbos, a wonderful day. Amir Tzashem, in the, uh, during the day of Chag Pesach, the day of, of what we call Erev Pesach, on Monday, we will have the final podcast completing the Masachet.